Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And usual welcoming your phone calls and text messages for uh, Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, who is back with us. Well, you promised and you lived up. uh, it, It is working. It is working. It, yes, we came up. We found that me. out. Loud. Oh, okay. Okay, I was freaking out right now. <laughs> yes. You thought oh, no. we didn't pay the electric bill, didn't you? <laughs> They've <laughs> muted me. Oh, no. No, no, no. Just a bulb. <laughs> Just a bulb. Okay. We'll get well, our... We'll get I, our, I've uh, been called a dim bulb many times, so that's okay. <laughs> no. We, uh, we'll get our ACE technicians in on that. Okay, then, good, uh, good, uh, good. But you're, you're sounding loud and clear. Excellent. Or sounding loudly, I no, guess. I'm, I'm, yeah, correct, I'm here. Right? I'm yes. here anyway. Teresa Rooney is a master gardener. And uh, she has helped us out a, a, a number of times, helping you out uh, with your lawn and garden question. You can call it in. As we said, same number applies to both uh, the text message and the phone calls, and they are starting uh, to come in as well. You know, you, Denny, yeah. you say I'm helping you guys out. I'm not really. You guys are helping me because I'm like an addict for gardening. gardening. Oh, so, this so this is, is like a fix. But this is also kind of keeping you on your toes, is it not, as a master gardener? Which is kind of a scary thing. Yeah, but it really does. Yeah, it it really, it helps keep me on my toes, helps keep me plugged in. But really, it gives me that opportunity to talk gardening. Well, you know, I don't know if I've ever uh, asked you this before, because we've talked about Mm -hmm. how you you become a master gardener and, Mm -hmm. and what time of year and all that. Sure. But is there continuing education for you guys? Yeah. yeah. Here in the Twin Cities, um, I I think statewide it's a minimum of eight hours. But here in um, Hennepin County, we require at least 12 hours of education. And that's continuing at ed- every year. Most of our people put in a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually put in, you know, 18, 25, something like that, just continuing. What's continuing your busiest at- time of the year? State fair? Uh, the state fair is a busy time, but it's usually that springtime. You know, okay. like from from May to July, it's just kind of crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but but we we're we love being busy all the time. Well, uh, you as I said, yeah. you can call in your question or you can uh, send a text. You and I uh, were uh, talking, Teresa, off air. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the weather. The weather, I mentioned yes. that it's going to be seven below Seven tonight. below is chilly. However, unlike last year, mm-hmm. or last winter, I right. should say, uh, we had n- n- initially no, no snow, snow cover, cover yep. and then cold. Yep. How do you think our shrubs... I think the shrubs will be doing okay, okay. especially because we had such a, the nice, um, lots moisture. of the moisture yeah. in the fall, and it was a gentle fall, and so it wasn't, you know, it was, well, we didn't really have much of a fall. We just had a really... That's true. ...bad summer, and then we went into winter, but... But, um, yeah, yeah, so I think that they'll be fine. But what you should be doing is, you know, make sure that you're protecting those shrubs that you want to protect from bunnies because the bunnies are out there. I saw one this morning. It, it was surprised when I came out so early. Um, so, 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 you know, protect them. You know, a hardware cloth or, or chicken wire will protect most of your shrubs. Um, think about those plants that maybe always get winter burn. And if you weren't sure about the watering, maybe put up a little barrier between just a, a little simple fence of, uh, of burlap 
just between the, the the wind and the sun and the um and the plant it'll give it a little bit of protection break the wind and sun and and help it not lose as much moisture or considering spraying with something like a wilt stop or wilt proof oh, yeah. always read and follow the instructions um, for your evergreens and that works really well on your holiday decorations too your yeah, christmas tree that you bring in, in your wreaths and all your little spruce tips and everything outside Right. Yep. Tell you what. Got uh, questions? There, there's a line open, 651-989-9226. Let us go to the phone. Scott is calling from Isani. Scott, you're on with Teresa. Hi, Scott. Hey, good morning. Say, I had a really successful garden this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and I harvested quite a few buttercup and acorn squash. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, I uh, just salvaged the seeds from them. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a recommendation? I mean, like, you, you know, you clean them out and you clean them off. Right. And then you'd want uh, what, to... What's a good way to store them? Then you want to dry them, make sure they're dried really well. And and then when they're dried, I would put them in, a, in an envelope. Or you can even just put them in a... And then put that envelope, make sure you've signed what it is on there, the date and what it is. And then put that in um, a glass jar that you can seal. And then store that in the crisper of the refrigerator. However... Um, because squashes can cross pollinate, I don't know what you're going to get because they, they can cross pollinate with each other very easily. A lot of the different squash families. So, so you may get something that's a combination. You may get something that tastes really horrible and looks good or vice versa, or it could be something brand new. That's just fantastic. So, you know, you can also eat those seeds. You can roast them. You know, the pumpkin seeds, you can sure. eat them. But, yeah, you, so just remember that unless you've carefully covered the flowers and you've done the pollinating, you don't know what you're going to get. It's the mm. same with tomatoes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, they okay. can cross-pollinate. Well, give, anyway. give it a shot. You never know what's going to happen. But just be aware that it could be anything. Okay. Right. Very good, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, good luck Scott. with that. Uh, 651-989-9226. That's the same number if you want to call in your question or send a text. Uh, here's a text, speaking of which, what is the treatment for a jade plant that has mold on it? Oh, dear. Um, well, first of all, you want to make sure it's mold. That sounds very strange. Um, you don't want to get the leaves of the jade plant wet. It, it's a it's a, a, a more cactus-like, so it should run a little dry, so mold should not really be an issue. So make sure you're not overwatering it. Make sure it's not getting really wet. I would double-check to to, dub, to make sure that what you're seeing is mold and not uh, an insect. What what could it be if it's not mold? Um, my brain just went blank. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just wonder what kind I, of critters. I, I, it's, I, I, I can see it in my brain and crawlers, and I, I it's not scale, and it's not whitefly, and it's not um, aphids, and, and it's not spider mites. It's the other one that's, <laughs> that's got you. all fuzzy on the outside, um, and I just can't remember what it is. It has cottony stuff that looks like it. It'll come to you during the break. It'll come to me during my break or, yeah. or just as I'm walking my car. Okay. <laughs> and I'll scream it out, so listen really carefully. Or, or at 3 o'clock tomorrow morning. Or 3 o'clock morning. tomorrow morning, and the cats right. will go crazy. Tell you what, let's do. Let us take a break. We have uh, texters. We have callers. 651-989-9226. Don't wait now to... Uh, to, to the last minute to ask Teresa your question. We, we always tend to get busy and then usually run out of time. So call us or text us right now with your lawn or garden question. 651-989-9226 is the uh, number for both. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, you want to chat with Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener. You can do it by phone or by text. 
Same number, 651-989-9226. Uh, have you come up with the answer yet? I haven't come up with uh, it, yet. but thank you. It's not woolly aphids. All right, but, so, so yeah. somebody suggested, are you thinking of woolly aphids? And you said no because? No, because woolly aphids are usually outside. An outside critter. Yeah, this is... All right. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some reaches. I've been It'll thinking of it all week long, though, too. That's really strange. It'll come to you before you take your leave today. How I hope. That's, I let's think of that, right. yes. Mm-hmm. Again, 651-989-9226. There's a line open if you want to talk. Or just, if it's easier, send us a text. Same number. Speaking of which, hello, it's Matt. Uh, Texter says, my Christmas cactus, it has rounded leaf tips, is loaded with blossoms, but is uh, shriveled looking. Is that It's in a north-facing window, mm-hmm. about three feet above heat. Thanks for the great show. Okay, um, so, so it may need a little more moisture because you've got the heat on this time of year, so it's a little drier. If it's withered, then, then it probably needs a little more moisture, so give it a little more moisture, but don't move it. Um, it the, the, to set their buds like orchids and um, Christmas cactus and Easter cactus, they need a difference between night and day temp of about 10 degrees, which is why they kind of like windows and bad windows and chilly windows and, and night times and falls. And that's how those those buds get set. But don't move the cactus. Just give it a little more water. Don't move it. Don't All right. move it. Yeah, because they'll fall off. Okay. All right, let's see. Oh, there's more coming in here. Uh, when I was, Texter says this, when I was raking this fall, I took a couple of pictures of the weed that had taken over my yard. Do I send those to the website to determine what it is and what I can do about it? You certainly can. First of all, go to extension.umn.edu, and you can even click on what is this plant, and you can go to the garden tab, and it, you might even find it there. If you still can find it, you can send those pictures um, at the Ask a Master Gardener website, or Ask a Master Gardener link, and that's right on that that website, too. And you can send them saying, this is the weed I found. But lots of times you can identify it, um, what weed is this. We have one of those ID plan, ID tabs, too. Extension.umn.edu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since it's so cold outside, you know, if you've got your holiday shopping done or you're waiting for the cookies to bake, well, make sure that you're really close because cookies take really fast. But um, but just go to the website and peruse and enjoy and look at green stuff and just Get stay set warm for in the, the house. Uh, next spring and summer. Get set for the next spring and yeah. summer. Yep. All right. Uh, 651-989-9226. Again, that's the same number for the call in or the text. Questions. Which by now they should have coded into their phone. I should say. Yes. Uh, Texas says, our honey locust tree still has half its leaves this uh, this late in the year. That's a first. What's up? Mm, sometimes, you know, the leaves just don't senesce. They, they, they just they don't break off. Um, I wouldn't worry about it unless it becomes a habit of the tree every year. Uh, I noticed a lot of trees this year held on to their leaves. It, it just was because we didn't, I don't know all the reasons, but it was just the fall that we have didn't cue the plants to, you know, close off those those little capillaries and, and let those leaves fall down. So I wouldn't worry about it. Um, just make sure your tree, um, you know, check it next year and making sure it looks okay. And, and if if you need to bring in a, an expert, uh, a certified arborist to look at it, but it should be fine. And the winds are going to blow off. You know, we're going to get those wicked mm-hmm. winds and the snows and they're going to take all those leaves. And pretty soon you'll be wondering what leaves were I think, was I thinking of? And we've mentioned it before too, that we have a lot of great certified arborists around mm-hmm. here. So yeah. you have good choices. Yeah. Uh, a texter says this, it's, it's the same thing. It's uh, uh, how do I control squash bugs? They also want to know, is there an organic treatment? 
for squash bugs. There is. You have them on the end of your finger, on the end of your hand. Oh, really? They're called fingers. You can pick them off. Otherwise, um, insecticidal soap works quite well on squash bugs. And uh, you can also just make sure that you're checking the bottom of the leaves and squishing the eggs, taking the eggs off. That will knock those populations way back. What you may even want to consider, too, is planting your squash just a little bit later and um, covering it with a floating row cover. It's that white polyspun stuff and waiting until it starts to bloom before you take that off. And then you should bypass most of the squash. Oh, that's interesting. Because it it gets the light and the wonder water and everything else through that. But the insects can't get through to lay eggs. You know, I noticed, I just thought of it, that we haven't had a question yet about dormant we, seeding. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That yeah. means people have learned that you have it has Plus to be there's clear snow ground. on the ground. Plus yeah. there's snow on the ground, so you have to have clear ground to have dormant seeding. Okay, let's see. John from West St. Paul says this on a text, I have a large black walnut with a couple of large horizontal limbs close to my garage roof. When is the best time to trim these? You can take, and should I seal the cut after? Okay, so you don't have to. You don't have to seal the cut. The tree will take care of that. You can trim that any time of the year that you want to. Remember, you only want to take off a quarter of the entire tree at one time. So if there's if there are a lot, if the, these are big, then take off the one that's the worst right now, and maybe next year do the same. Do it at the same the the same time. Um, you can do it now if you want. Um, later in the in the um the uh the winter and early spring would be better for the tree but it's not going to hurt it now if you do it and again i would go to the website because those are big branches you want to make a three a three-part cut a three um action cut abc if you don't know what that means you may even want to have a certified arborist come in and do it because if that branch lands on your garage um, yeah, that's not so good. And those arborists are covered and they know what they're doing. So Absolutely. And and if you know a woodworker, the wood is really wonderful for them to work on. Um, You can't really sell it because there could be nails and all kinds of stuff in it. So so the black walnut wood isn't really good for selling unless it's grown, particularly for limber. But if you know a woodworker, it's beautiful wood. Isn't that uh, also, does that have some kind of a substance that... Uh, that... It does. Yes, you're right, Denny. It has juggalone in it. So... What does that do? Juggalone is it's a, pl- a protection for the black walnut, so the black walnut doesn't have competition around it. Mm. So it basically inhibits a lot of other plants. So tomatoes and lilacs and um, are, um, things like that don't grow really well. Roses don't grow really well, apple trees. But hostas will be fine. Um, and a lot, most plants have that around their seeds. They have a little bit of something that inhibits other plants around them so they get a chance to grow. Protection. Mm-hmm. It's protection. It's just like the juggalone, though, and the black walnut is pretty potent. And but you're right, beautiful. Lifelong. If you're a woodworker, you know what it's, that's about. It's beautiful yeah, wood, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, if you want to call in your question, that's fine. There's a line open, 651-989-9226. If you prefer, like a lot of folks do, send uh, Teresa your text. That is uh, same number, 651-989-9226. We're, get, we're getting suggestions on what, what you were trying to think oh, of. Oh, good. <laughs> from that critter on the uh, jade plant. Uh, are you thinking of nematodes? Nope, not nematodes. There's another one says mealybugs. That's what I'm thinking of. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm thinking Mealybugs is the cotton mealy white bugs. insect yes. that likes jade plants. Mm-hmm. Well, mealybugs, yeah. Another smart, Thank you. Another, another smart, smart gardener. Yeah, I'm even going to write that down because mealy my brain bugs. has, yeah, mealybugs. 
They kind of look like little, like little sow bugs, sort of. Oh yeah, they're teeny tiny though, and you can't really see them very well. But yeah, they look like cotton in your plants. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank well, you for the. Thank you answer. very. In, you have intelligent listeners. So as we head amazing. to this uh, break, I want to alert our listeners: we have another half hour of the show to go. But don't wait. If you do have any kind of a lawn or garden question, we welcome yours by phone or by text. Same number applies for the phone and the text: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Good morning and welcome back to our Smart Garden Show around uh, every Saturday here in the 8 o'clock hour on WCCO. Nice to have you here either by phone or by text. If you want to ask uh, Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, your question, call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-989-9226. All right, Teresa, put you back to work here. Excellent. Michelle in Minneapolis is first up here on the phone. Michelle, good morning. What can we do for you? Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Um, First of all, I really enjoy listening to your show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have trees uh, that are birch trees up in our um, cabin. In, you know, it's near Park Rapids. We planted them about six years ago from a seedlings. And when I'd say we planted about 10 of them. Mm-hmm. And they're dying. Mm-hmm. Um, they're dying kind of from the top down. The leaves are just shriveling up. And around the bark, there's like little marks, um, like holes, almost like. And then the woodpeckers yep. were really after mm-hmm. them. Yep. It it sounds like you might have, or your trees, you don't have this, your trees have it. Uh, it's a bronze birch borer. They're little D-shaped holes, and the borers get in, and they bore through, and uh, they interrupt the, the nutri- nutrients going up and down the tree. Um, birch trees are really susceptible to it. There's a few that are resistant, um, but it's you can have an arborist look at them, or you may just want to take them down. Um, it depends on how big they are now and how, how bad the infestation is. But the bronze birch borer is pretty pretty awful for the birch trees. Are not uh, birch trees? They're not a really long living tree. Are they're they? a, they're a, like a thirty year old tree. Oh, okay. They're they're a short lived tree. They would prefer to live on um, the west side of a meadow so that the the trees behind them protect them from the west sun. They get the gentle east light. They get a little bit of extra moisture. So they're a part shade kind of a tree. They're a short lived tree. Um, they, they and the the woodpeckers are there because there's insects in the bark. So when you see woodpeckers on a tree, they're looking for insects. So if you see a lot of woodpecker damage on a tree, that means the tree has insects in it. It could be ants. It could be other critters. Um, and, and if it's ants, they could be there because there's just the rotting of the tree. So so all of those aren't causing the problem. They're um, telling you that there is a problem. I was noticing when uh, I was uh, removing some leaves and moving to the way in the, what I call the woods in the backyard, <laughs> uh, the, there's one pine tree. I think uh, a deer must have loved to scratch the antlers. Mm-hmm. On the, on the, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all Take worn the velvet out the bark. off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what uh, is that going to be the end of that tree possibly? You know, it depends. If it's all the way around, then the tree is probably going to die. Mm. If if that's just one part, the other part may, um, may there may be enough nutrients that can get up and down uh, the, the, the tree, uh, the, the trunk of the tree to get to all the different branches and needles. Um, but that could be something that you do have to check on. I mean, you know, the deer have to take the velvet off of their antlers and, or off of their horns. Yeah, antlers, yeah, yeah. Antlers, and they do, um, so they rub it off and, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to double check that to see mm-hmm. if it's yep. uh, it's complete. Yeah. 651-989-9226. Calls are coming in and texts as well. Excellent. Speaking of which, <laughs> I don't think you have your crystal ball with you. No, I left te- it at home. 
Uh, Texas says, I did dormant seeding this fall. Mm -hmm. What percent of success can I expect in the spring? It could be zero to 100. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't know because you don't know how fast the snow is going to melt. You don't know if the critters got under the snow and ate it all. You don't know if the birds ate all the all of it. And you don't know if it's going to rot in the spring. So it, it just you just don't know. It's it's a it's a just a luck. You just never know. Good OK. Luck. Now I'm looking at a text that uh, kind of jumps around. Okay. So, oh, yeah. They uh, do that for you. But, mm-hmm. All right, let, let me do this one first, okay. and then, we'll, then we can interpret. Okay. Uh, I have three blue spruce trees that border my yard next to my six-foot-high cedar fence. I'd like to trim the branches up to the level of the fence from the ground. When can I do that? You can do that pretty much any time. Again, you never want to take more than a third of the tree off at a time. Uh, that's a third of the foliage. And uh, p- spruce and pines have lower branches because they have a fibrous root system. So those branches shade the root system to keep the tree roots moist. So when you start limbing up your evergreens, you're letting a lot more light under there and a lot more dryness. So you, so you may have to to um to act, to complement to uh, you know give it some more moisture. Okay, yeah. very good. Let's go back to the phones, Teresa. Uh, Ruth is calling in from uh, River Falls, I believe. Ruth, uh, Ruth, good morning. What can we do for you? Hi, Ruth. Well, good morning. Um, a few weeks ago, I heard you say something about putting cones over roses and being careful that they don't heat inside. Mm-hmm. And um, I have these two very old rose bushes mm-hmm. that seem to come back just from nothing, mm-hmm. and the rabbits got at them and chewed them down twice. Oh, that's right. So I put some soil around them and then put a couple of ice cream buckets over them. Oh, sure. And I now they're covered with snow, and I'm wondering, are they okay that way, or should I get the buckets off and let the snow actually insulate it? Um, you could go either way with that. Um, as long as the snow is covered over the ice cream buckets, you're fine. If the snow, however, um, melts or gets off of the ice cream buckets, then what you're going to have is the sun hitting the ice cream bucket and heating it up too much inside. So either poke a bunch of holes or make a bunch of splits so the bunnies can't get in there, but the heat can get out because I think you you just wanted the ice cream buckets as protection. Um, And next year, you know, you can just take a bag of loose leaves and just pile it up around, uh, I'm sorry, a bag uh, of leaves that isn't really full, so it's really floppy, and you can just flop that over over those roses, and that will protect it from the bunnies, and and you won't have to worry about ice cream buckets. But as soon as the top of those ice cream buckets are of are see are being um, in the sunshine, you need to cut them or take them off, and then just maybe throw the snow over them. Um, but then the bunnies will probably dig in the snow. So I'd leave the ice cream buckets. Okay. So what was that book you put together about uh, kind of... Uh, oh, Humane Critter, Critter Humane Control. Humane Critter Control. By Teresa Rooney, yes. It's a wonderful Christmas gift. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and and like what critters can you read about in the book? You know, it's it's a lot of different kind of critters. They wouldn't let me talk about armadillos. I really wanted to, but they wouldn't. Um, but, but we, you don't see too many in these parts. We don't see parts, many no. of those now. We talk about raccoons and deer and insects and even weed problems and people and oh. like people are could be problems and pets can be a problem it's more of a how to get your mindset to deal with critters rather than there's a lot of like how to prevent things mm-hmm. but there's also like let's think in advance what's happening and 
what kind of damage are we willing to take? What aren't we willing to take? What can we do to make this better for everybody? Because the critters are part of our environment, and yep. they add a lively, wonderful part of our environment. And, and we need them in our environment. What's the title again? Humane Critter Control. And getting it where? At- um, Amazon. Uh, you can buy it at some of the bookstores, I think. Um, uh, the the uh, university bookstore has Can you it. find it at the Arboretum, too? I think you can find it at the okay. Arboretum, yeah. We'll talk mm-hmm. about the Arboretum, too, yeah. coming up. Oh, because there's so much going on out there. Yeah, as yeah. usual. As usual. Yeah. All right. Uh, call in your lawn or garden question, please, or send a text. Same number, 651-989-9226. All right. I'm going to try, try my hand at this because okay. it's coming sections here. Okay. Uh, texter says, I received a beautiful, huge rubber plant from my daughter this summer. Mm-hmm. It touches the ceiling. Oh, my. She had it in a west window, but I only have, but I have it in a room facing the east. It was doing fine for a while mm-hmm. when I first got it. It needed to be transplanted into a larger pot with new dirt. I water it about once a month, but now many leaves are turning yellow and dropping. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid it may be dying. What can I do? It probably needs more light. Um, when you transplanted it, hopefully you just went up one size container um, and then you didn't fertilize. Make sure you're giving it a little more water. It probably needs more water. This is a this is a tropical plant, so it probably needs a little more water than you're giving it. And the next time it needs to be transplanted, you don't have to put it in a bigger pot. You can just um, take it out of the pot it's in, cut off uh, an inch or two all around the pot of the roots and off of the bottom, and then put it back in with fresh soil under it and around the sides. And that way you kind of limit the pot size. Make sure that your pot has drainage. Oh, yes. Um, but, but I would think it might need a little more water and light. I wonder, too, this is such a dry time of year. It's so that dry. You know, your skin is dry. You're getting electrocuted when you, yeah. <laughs> you touch things in your house. And plants want that humidity and our humidity in our homes from our forester heating or whatever kind of heat you've got going. It just is really dry in the winter, so you need to add some more humidity, whether it's pebble trays or run a humidifier just or plant all your or put all your plants together. We have such smart listeners. We do. And this is something I've, I've, I did not know. And we were talking about the deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says just a correction. We appreciate mm-hmm. that. Good. Deer rub scent on trees. They do not rub the velvet off their antlers. The velvet simply falls off the antlers when the blood, oh, supply, when the blood stops. supply stops. Okay. How about that? I okay, did not know that. A, I did not know that about the scent, I don't think. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. I thought they were, you know, because I was thinking marking their territory, yeah, but yeah. they're not marking it with the velvet. They're marking it with the scent. With the scent. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We have very smart listeners. And smart deer, too. And very smart deer. <laughs> and many of them. Yes. They love landscape plants. Yes, they do. And so All do right. the bunnies. Tell you what, Teresa, let's take a break. Okay. When we come back, let's talk about the Arboretum. Okay, let's do But that. we welcome again, uh, Teresa's going to be here for about another 10, 12 minutes. So if you have a lawn or garden question, don't wait. Call it in. Text it in. 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here uh, on CCO every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Thanks to our friends like Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, who's helping you out uh, today. Call uh, Call Teresa or send Teresa a text. Same number, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Shall we go to the phones? Yes, let's, let's go do to the that. Phones. Mary Ellen is calling in. Uh, Mary Ellen from Minneapolis. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Mary Ellen. Love the program. Thank go you. Uh, I purchased some poinsettias for myself and gifts at a big box store. Mm-hmm. They are beautiful. Oh, wonderful! Big five blossoms on them. I'm finding every two days when I feel the soil. 
they feel like they are dry and need to be watered. Mm-hmm. The little tag says, uh, maintain moderately moist sale, mm-hmm. but it seems like every two days to water. Yep, that could that could be right. Um, the so because our our houses are so dry, so go ahead and keep that soil moist. It's just you know we can't just go by watering once a week or once a month. We have to figure out what's going on with the with the activity around the humidity around, and we have to change because the plants can't move around and get different humidity. So go ahead and give it a little more water. Make sure that that the water can drain out, that it's not all just sitting in the bottom. If you especially if you've left it in the pretty um, foil. Uh, container, um, the the paper thing. Make sure you're dumping that out after about ten minutes, so that it just gets really nice and moist, and then the roots don't sit in the in the water. Okay, let's talk a little bit about. Let's give it its full name: the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. Yes, in beautiful downtown. No, not downtown Chaska, but out on Highway Five. It, they've got so much going on. There's music today. You can do a, a take and a create and take art experience, so you can make hmm. things and. Every time you can go out to the Arboretum, uh, you know, they have a wonderful gift store, so they have a gift thing going on today, too. So you can buy gifts for those gardeners or wannabe gardeners or armchair gardeners. And then they have these wonderful um, galleries filled with with paint and art. Mm. And so so the, um, the uh, l- lunch area, the dining room has a um, bunch of art in it. The Reedy Gallery has art this, in it. This is, a, for folks that don't know or have never been there, it's a big mm-hmm. place. It's many a acres. big place. It's many acres. I don't know how many hundreds of acres. I don't either. They now have a bee, uh, bee lab or a bee a building out there that um, is off-site. It's, it's the, the big red barn kind of area. And the master gardeners will also have a home out there. And then they're going to have a farm out there. Mm. So you can see the food crops that are growing, and, and they'll do all kinds of tests on that. And if you're looking for a plant and you want to say, what does that walnut tree look like when it's full grown? You can go out to the arboretum and see what a full grown walnut tree looks like. If you want to see what a weeping spruce looks like, you can go and see what a weeping spruce looks like or what a Louisa crabapple will look like in full bloom and, and how and big size, it can get. Exactly. And size. Yeah. So you can really see what these things look like. And how do they work in all the different seasons? And maybe go out there every season and check what Louisa looks like. Do you really want her in your yard or not? I don't know. So, you know, you can check this out. If you want to see um, great ideas on flowers and and um, shade gardens, and they have a wonderful Chinese garden they're putting in, and there's mm. a maze, and there's a Japanese garden. Now, a lot of stuff is, most of it's outside, so yeah. it's winter. Right. So you're not going to see a lot of flowers outside in the wintertime. But they also have master gardeners out there on the weekends to answer questions. There's just so much going on. It's it's a treasure for Minnesota. It really is. And I think one or two years ago it was the best arboretum in the United States. It was States. voted that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's uh, as far as location, uh, you head west on Highway I-5. 5. Mm-hmm. to uh, Toward uh, Chaska. Yep. Just past 41 and it's on yep. your left. Yep. yep. You'll yeah. you'll see the big. Uh, you'll see big it, sign. and and you'll see all kinds of like little uh, grape or- grape orchards, grape vineyards, mm-hmm. and orchards, and that's where they're doing their testing. And then the Apple House, of course, when that's open, is a mile further down the road on the right hand side. So just a quick hop. There. Just a quick hop. So Absolutely. there's so much going on, and they give you lots of ideas. So so it's a treat any time of the year. And now, if you even want to just get out and do some cross country 
snow skiing yeah, they got that or too. snowshoeing or walking through the woods or getting you know dinner um, or cookies and milk with Santa. They have that going on some some days for the kids and uh, get get to the arbor. This is a great time of year to bring family and friends out. Go there. to the arboretum. Yep. yep. And if you need some green, they have a conservatory too, so you can look at some big orchids and plants. Very good green stuff. Get out there. Texter says, what can we do to our lawn in the spring to prevent the weedy grass that has been taking over midsummer? Enjoy your show. Okay. I'm not sure which weedy grass yeah. it is. You kind of have to identify that first. If it's crabgrass, you can put down a crabgrass pre-emergent. You would want to do that when the lilacs are blooming, about May 8th, 9th, 10th, 15th, depending. And that stops seeds from, from germinating, seeds from putting down roots. Um, if it's an a perennial grass, then you have to take it out either manually, um, pull it up by hand. You also want to think if maybe it's not a grass, um, maybe it's a sedge that you're seeing, um, and so you'd want to you want to identify it first. Okay, uh, tell you what, let's do. I know we just got a couple of minutes to go. Let's let's go to the phone. Sue is calling in from uh, Egan. Sue, what is your question? Hey, Sue. Good morning. We live in Egan. We have a three stem river birch. Okay. That was planted in 1990, and it looks healthy, but mm-hmm. it looks like I'm reading online that they only have like a 25-year lifespan, which really surprises me because our old house in Egan, mm-hmm. we had ones that were like 35 years old. Yep. So what's the lifespan? You know, it can be anywhere from, you know, 30, 40 years. They have a shorter lifespan, so they're not, a real, they're not like an oak tree where they may live hundreds of years. However, in, in a city environment, you know, it's more stressful for them, so they may not live as long. What you have to do is just know that eventually that tree probably will have to go or it will go on its own and and think of that. But enjoy it while it is and just keep it as healthy as you possibly can. Everything has a lifespan, even people. So it just depends. But, yeah, um, birch aren't the longest-lived trees, but they're not the shortest either. Okay. All right. Let's grab a call from Barb, who's calling from uh, Woodlake. Barb, you on CCO? Hi, Barb. Yes, good morning. Um, I had a uh, cacti that I had gotten uh, from one of the box stores, and I had it uh, in the house over the winter. And then uh, I uh, I noticed one day when the sun was shining on it, there was like a, uh, like I thought it was a silver hair across it. And um, so I didn't think anything of it, and then I then I saw another one, and I thought, what what is going on here? And first I thought, well, maybe it's a spider. Well, I took it outside so I could see it better. And here it was, they were worms. They were a worm, a long, silver, shiny. Mm, That one's a new one on me. And uh, I didn't know what it was. But, however, once I took it outside... It was gone. Yep. That's that's the nice thing with our houseplants. If we if we have our houseplants in the house, it's really stressful for them. But if we can get them outside in the summertime in the shade, a lot of the insects will be eaten by other insects. They get a lot of good light. They get a lot of nice, healthy air. So then we can bring them back into our homes, which they think are dungeons, and then they can maybe make it through the winter. So that's why your houseplants and plants look so good outside, and then they don't look so good in the house. So if you've got a houseplant, go and check it out. Make sure it's happy. Do whatever you can to get it happy. Check it for insects. Make sure the watering is correct and the lighting is correct. We have 60 seconds to go. <gasps> a texter wants to know, uh, they heard us talking about recently, uh, where is this now, pebble trays. Yes. What is that? 
pebble trays. So you take a flat tray, you put uh, pebbles or marbles in it, you fill it with water, and then you set your plants on top of the pebbles or the marbles so the plants are not sitting in the water, but the water evaporates around them and raises the humidity. All right, one more. Let's try it. Okay. I have a plant arrangement of several plants in a basket. The plants are in containers that would be considered seedling size. If I want to keep them in this basket, can I cut the roots back instead of transplanting? You can on some of them, but those are really small, so you may want to bring it up just one more size and see if you can fit them all in. Okay. Or go to the extension.umn.edu. Yes, and that's what we're going to leave you with, extensions, because somebody else was asking about that website, extension.umn.edu. Good to see you again, Teresa. Good to see you, Denny. See you down the road. Bye-bye. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney with us here on WCC. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.